Welcome to the Coastly Distinct Podcast. It's your boy DJ KO. I'm glad you guys tuned back into the show. Hey, look, last week we had an awesome show. We look forward to having more awesome shows. Look, last week we had a great one. Uh, I had a conversation with uh, the brother last week, and uh, hopefully we get the brother in in uh, in into the court system because he's a good brother. Uh, shout out to Sam uh, Millage. Uh, he's a good brother. We're trying to get him in there for the 228. But, uh, for the like, West? 228. That's the district. Oh, that's okay. the area where he, uh, he represents. 228. But anyway, this is Mr. DJ KO. K Jack is finally back in the building. Finally, after uh, after she Don't be mad she took a sabbatical. Busy, you know what I'm sir? saying? She making I money am for us. Over busy. There. So look, shout out to everybody that's making money in 2022, starting off the year. I read something today that said if you start your business in 2022, by the year 2030, you should be. Already set, so you ain't got to work no more ever again in life. Eight years. Eight years. So if you start this year, so that means go ahead and start that thing. So anyway, today we have a special show for you guys today. I'm glad you guys tuned in because uh, some of the old people used to say, if you don't know where you're, uh, where you come from, you don't know where you're going. And this brother, you know, he specializes in uh, some of the black history, heritage, culture. Uh, and we're gonna get we're gonna dive deep into that today. Everybody, welcome to the show, Mr. Alex DePaul Lee. Hey. Thank God for having me. What's going on, my brother? Nothing much, man. You good? Oh yeah, full off of that good old Jamaican food. Okay, what you had? What you had today? I had some um some chicken curry. Mm. Some of the best vegetables I ever had. <laughs> I mean, they picked them fresh. That I got you. Plantain. You sound like that meal was good to you. Oh, yeah. He's still saying, uh. <laughs> look, he said, mm. look, don't be surprised if I fall asleep over there. You sound like that meal was good yeah. to you. It, de- like it, de- it definitely slowed me down. <laughs> That's for sure. I'm telling you, that meal was heavier than the boots that I got on right the now. The itis kicking in. Oh, yeah. That's that, that's that it's blackness. It's that Boondocks episode of the itis. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> that blackness. We're going to talk about that blackness today. So, look, Alex, tell the people exactly uh, where you're from. Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont. So you're born and raised in Beaumont? Born, born and raised. Okay, so, okay, cool. Man, look, I'm glad you came to the show today, man. Oh, I'm, I'm glad y'all have me here. So, look, I know uh, a lot of people have titles. I know a lot of people don't really know too much of what we're going to talk about today. You're considered as a genealogist, correct? A historian. Right? A historian, right? So if you go into a little detail for those who don't know exactly what that was, what that is, because I know people are... Uh, they look at the name, or they have these uh, tests. What is it, Twenty Three and Me, or something like that? Ancestry dot com, stuff like that. To. Yeah. So, but you do something. You dig a little more deeper, right? You, you do your own research, correct? So, tell the people a little bit what you do in the whole. So, basically, a genealogist, we study the different family units to see where the person is now, and we can go back to the ancestors. And with my mm. genealogy process, I have also turned into a historian because I started to get the information within the community. So okay. it's just more than studying the families. I can understand the different things surrounding the family unit as well as the economics of the communities. Okay. So let me ask you this. Uh, to jump right into it, uh, what, what, out of all professions, right, you could, be, you could have been a, a mechanic. I'm not saying you, you're a mechanic type. You could have been a doctor. You could have been a teacher. What made you get into that? It's interesting, actually. Okay. I actually started from the ancestor. 
Like I had went over to my great aunt um, home in Eunice, Louisiana. Okay. And I didn't even know that my grandfather had any siblings, like older, you know, I didn't know I had any great aunts. So when we got there, it was pretty interesting to finally see my grandfather having a sister. And I honestly didn't know what race she was because I wasn't used to seeing somebody of her complexion. Okay. Mm. Being she was a fair complexion. Very fair. Okay. Beautiful white hair. And when I looked at the wall, of course, a lot of Catholics have, you know, the Last Supper. And then I saw a picture of a man who at the time I thought was a white man. Mm. I knew he wasn't a president because I wasn't familiar <laughs> seeing that picture. All right. So when I looked at that picture, I just kept staring. I was wondering, like, why she got this white man hanging on her wall? Mm. And then I asked her, and that's when she told me, oh, no, baby, in a French accent, and said, that's no white man. That's my dad. Mm. And my grandfather, he looked at so embarrassed because he was like, I can't believe that he literally just interrupted our conversation and asked who was that white man on the wall. Just so happened it was his dad, and I. that's where I got my name from because I was named after my grandfather, and the white man on the wall, which I thought was a white man, was great. named Alex as well. Mm. And when I looked at that picture, actually, after they told me the relationship, I just stared at that picture for almost 10 minutes just amazed that, wanted to make him be black like that so i know there's a white man looking at this picture not only that was just i never saw a picture of one of my ancestors so yeah it done something to me it literally changed my life from that point because looking at that picture i was like man i don't really know nothing about my family history right because i would always take on things that we learn you know we we saw the program yeah as a people we programmed to watch different things like Roots, and we automatically think that, okay, that's our family. Right. right. But with my research, after looking at my ancestor that looked like that, I start to question things as, if he looked like that, imagine what his parents looked like. And that's what started my genealogy journey from there. Mm. So, so, okay. Right. So when you say you have to get into the history of it, Right. That's very prevalent that you say that because to say your great aunt lives in Eunice, that's a lot because in that southwest area of Louisiana, French was very heavy. Oh, yeah. And it was a big separation between growing up even as a child to be a sharecropper where a lot of them as children didn't even learn to speak English or you went to school and got educated and they learned to speak English. Because, like, in that area, my sister-in-law, her mom, she had brothers that, you would have to translate what people were saying because they only spoke French, but they look like you and I. Right. So it's like a lot of sharecroppers. So in those areas, and you go to certain pockets and get into the subcultures, you have to learn the history of it to understand the ancestry. Exactly. Exactly. If you don't do that, you're going to, exactly. Like what I, what I watched today, it made me realize a lot how, how rich black culture is. For Mm -hmm. example, when I went to the Jamaican restaurant, Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything on the menu that indicated that they was Cajuns. Okay. It was Creole. Right. And a lot of people like to misinterpret Cajun the Cajun and, and the Creole. Absolutely. Right. And people don't understand that when you put a Cajun on your menu, you're marketing for people that try to basically eliminate themselves from, from that race. Or from basically, that culture. Or well. From the from the culture, like yeah. the true culture of Louisiana. Correct. They wanna they wanna Signal, separate. separate, right? Mm-hmm. Separate it. And a lot of people don't understand that 
And it's just, it, it, it got real big because before growing up in Beaumont, we didn't see anything Cajun this and that. Right. But within the last 10 years, Cajun this, Cajun that. And I'm like, man, I don't think people realize what that. Cajun is. What is Cajun? Cajun is that demographic of people that came from a Canada that didn't have anything. Right. The Creole culture was here and thriving. But now people then took that away. and, and, it, and it, So gentrification didn't just start. They tried to gentrify a whole culture. Right. And they marketed it well and, it, and and because a lot of people don't know. Like, I see a bunch of different pop-up restaurants, and I'm like, mm -hmm. they talking about Cajun. That is not Cajuns. Do they At not all. realize? And people don't. Right. But I think, because, well, I think it's more of a, it, and you, you're saying the same thing. I think it's more of a economic, it was an economic thing. Correct. Right. I agree. Right. Because Creole was. Sharecroppers and educated ones. Right. Uh, Creole was more of a high-end type of uh, business class individual, and Cajun was more of a poor, uh, mostly white in the backwoods swamp type. Mm -hmm. and, and that's exactly how the that's yeah. exa right. And that's and, and see, I'm glad y'all said that. That's exactly how my elders refer to those people as okay. the old poor Cajun. Got you. So now you marketing it, and they are becoming the rich. Old poor Cajuns, and a lot of people don't understand that that's almost like a derogatory term towards mm -hmm. them. That right. the older people Put that I've them. got around to get the oral history from, they refer to those people as poor Cajuns. It wasn't a good thing. Right, right, right. So let me ask you this: uh, get into that, get into the uh, the genealogy of that stuff and the culture of it. For as now, you know, right now, two thousand twenty-two, we are black. We have a black skin, Correct. right? And like you was looking at the white picture on the wall. We're really not too removed from that. It's only maybe two generations, maybe two, maybe two or three generations. Like my great grandfather, great grandmother was white, like white, Irish white. But I have nothing like in my blood. I'm th I'm like ninety eight percent black black. I'm ninety eight. Ninety eight percent black. I'm, the blood is running good. through you me. Good you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you got good health. That's about it. The rest of it is. <laughs> But, but see, you just you just admitted something yourself. Mm -hmm. I tell people this a lot. You know, I get a lot of rebuttal from it. Okay. I truly believe, and I stand on this, that your skin color is only the tint of your genetics. Right. Okay. It's a social construct. People don't realize mm. that. Exactly. Right. Like, how could you mathematically add and subtract your pigmentation. Absolutely. When they don't know your ancestors. Right. Mm -hmm. I'm a believer. I'm a genealogist. I go to the courthouses. I have to go look for the people within the records. I don't have anything that's saying this person come from that person, they come from that person, unless I'm do, li dealing with a probate or will that disperse the assets mm -hmm. of an ancestor. Okay. So when you get that deep and you ask somebody to call you a, a racial term, mm -hmm. does it truly defines you and it may i'm not saying so in, in a derogatory way for certain that, aspects yeah cause, yeah because you know like when, like and it can be tricky when you're dealing with the u.s government right especially when it comes to reparations because now mm. all of a sudden we got an additional people of color that didn't experience that middle passage how we experienced it right correct right but that was different though i think when, when you're saying that i think when you referring to the middle passage i think the middle passage was more of those people who who experienced uh, chattered slavery. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Versus a black person that went through those hard times. 
Right. You know what I'm saying? That's what reparations, I think, more on that case of that is. But they still got to prove who went through that type of slavery. And that's what... So, that, but, but how do you separate a person's struggle? How do you... I mean, do you really take that from them? It's their experience. What they felt, what they went through, whether it happened one way or the other, it still happened. So right. even to say you separate the two, why? Well, we, I think, well, it's more of a... It's more of a experience because for who though for, for that person for, so you can't take that from all right them. for the for that family right. all the per- right so all right for instance like like you mentioned Creole most Creole people was mentioned as white or they was labeled as white because they was fine hair light color eyes and light skin so we will go back to you Alex so let me ask you this what motivated you to even get into this like what's your motivation behind that because a lot of people don't even care you're right a, a lot, lot of black people say okay well I'm black oh well. Man, I, I you know since we on record, I'm a, I'm gonna withhold some names. Okay, you'd be surprised how many powerful people that have all the tools and resources to dig on their own family tree that I'm related to that are producing some of these films that you have out here now. Oh yeah, but they don't even know their own background. Like for example, I have a relative who is phenomenal when it comes to Texas history. Went to school doctorates and everything, but she didn't do anything on her own ancestry. And our story is way more significant right. than some of the things that she went to school to study. Like, I felt like she went to school to go study those people, but look at all the ancestry that you have within your own family unit, and a lot of people don't realize that, too. Why do you think it's that part is she stays away? Why do you think a person would stay away from that part? Well, for one, a lot of people tend to what I've noticed a lot by a lot a lot of black families, a lot of them don't celebrate a lot of the success because they feel that since they want to be in a community with other black people, we can't talk about the excellence within the family. Okay. So a lot of people like to pick a story like, for example, for reparations. Mm-hmm. It really annoys me how I have some of my own family members who have been living on ancestral land from the 1700s, well-educated, got the resources in their mind because they don't have millions of dollars that they're not wealthy or well-off. But I'm thinking to myself, I can go to the courthouse and see that you've been having land since the 1700s. Now, you just said a mouthful because we was talking about that the other day. What a lot of people don't realize when you buy land, they no longer sell you the mineral rights. Right. Which is a big deal. Oh, man. So if they've been sitting on that land since the 1700s, you have those mineral rights. So if you open it up for these oil and gas companies to come frack on this land, you could be like the hillbillies in Shreveport living off the royalties of your money. But we won't let our minds go beyond what we think it is. It's the lack of education of it. And and I think, too, when people get assimilated into the cities, they Mm -hmm. forget the beautiful and the essence of the country living. When you live off the land, land becomes more important. Mm-hmm. Then you get to the city and you be assimilate into those. Then you go the day-to-day doing the regular work, and you don't really care about the things that are passed down from the family. Right. Like that, that no longer has become important. You're not making well, more land. And you got to keep At that. the same time, I think, you know, to to your point, that that is correct. But also I think that uh, advancement. I'm not saying that it was better. Most people get an opportunity to advance and go to other places. Like, don't get me wrong. The city, the, the country is awesome. Mm-hmm. The land is beautiful. 
but it's no advancement, it's no progression. Because not just, I'm saying it's no progression as a, and I'm not just talking about money, I'm talking about mindset. Yeah. A lot of those people, they don't get me wrong, I love the, I love the country. I love the peace, I love the quiet, but at the same time, when you try, you try to implement something in the country, the mindset of the people won't change. So they wait till those people die out. And then the kids that do live there, they don't want to give it up, but they don't realize what type of asset they have. Yeah, that's true. And one thing that I love <laughs> about my family, like a lot of my family members, I go on Facebook, they still hunting mm-hmm. versus people that move to the city, right. they not into That it. is true, too. And I'm like, man, that's, that, that's, that's a significant amount of people that I have witnessed within my family unit that's hunting. So, of course, they want the guns because they know the guns. Right. They know the importance of it. Right. So, I mean, it's a lot of different things that I've been noticing within my own family unit. And when I say my family unit, I'm talking about pretty much black. I can circle the whole southwest Louisiana black people, and yeah. I'm connected to a lot of those families there. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about that because I, I want to get in there as far as these connections. Like, I know you, you've you been doing this stuff for a while and I'm pretty sure you connected the dots to what we call people that we call famous or people we call known. You connected the dots to a lot of these people. So, so who are some of these people that, that we know that are known that are connected to us or connected to each other? There's so many of them. <laughs> Honestly, it's like every day I'm discovering that I'm related to like a famous person. Okay. But Paul George, you know, you know basketball player. That's a relative. Mm-hmm. And he's also a relative to Layla Ali. All of those people came from the same common ancestor. Yeah. Okay. Um, we have producer Kim Gunye. She comes from that same family. Boondocks. Um, John Witherspoon. Not John Witherspoon, the one who wrote it. Oh. Magruder, um, Aaron yeah. Magruder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He all come from that same family. Okay. And they don't know that. They have no clue about this, but they all come from the same family. Um, Joe Young, basketball player from here. Right. He's part of that same family. Um, I found out Adam Levine. Mm. He's a relative. Okay. Room five. Um. Chicago Bulls play for the Chicago. Oh, okay. Bulls. okay. Adam okay. Levine. Okay, I'm thinking about the singer. You think my <laughs> the singer. Yeah, yeah. Bun B, Alan Lazard, Stephen Jackson. Um, biggest misconceptions. Mm-hmm. First of all, if you dig into Louisiana history, if you don't know Francais, you're not gonna understand anything. Right. So they got the truth in there, but you probably can't translate it. Okay. And then you have to look at the old calligraphy too. Hmm. We used to print it work. But if you look at some of the old documents, Bibles, it's going to be very difficult for the average person. Yeah, and I didn't realize that until I had wanted somebody to basically to type a document that I had. Okay, and she couldn't. She was like, "Are you serious? Is that really English?" I'm like, "Yes." And then I thought about it. They no longer write in cursive. Right. So believe it or not, they have troops in there because they didn't have anything to go against during these particular eras. Now, you do have cases like around the, um, what was that big event? The Great Depression? Yeah. When you have recorders in there not putting everything, mm-hmm. and it was a lot of scripturalist things going on during that particular era. Right. To where you got people that don't have to put certain things to protect people with property. Mm. So it's a lot of different things in there, but for the most part, you can find un- unbelievable truths up in the courthouse that you wouldn't even think that they would have documented. And that's a, and another thing you got to think about. Nobody thought that 
black people would have the accessibility hmm. to go back and look at these particular because they couldn't read records. It was a, it was a, it was a, well during slavery time it was uh, against the law to read. Right, and to so, let them know you could. Right, but before that, they was yeah. most of them was free, especially the ones up north. But during the slavery, Jim Crow, and all that, they couldn't read. It was, it was a law not to read, so that's probably why they did it. Right, and um, and then that was a general thing too, because not a lot of white people, you know, was literate as well. Like when you look at the mm-hmm. census record, it's like, wow, it's it. It was a big deal. Like I actually got documents of some of my ancestors who were free people of color who were literate. And you have the white man writing his name with an X, and they got the most, my family, you know, as black families, have the most beautiful handwriting. How often are you called upon for, like, probate secession to find out what's what and try to help people get those things together? And is it tedious? It's very tedious. In fact, I've had probably at least once a week somebody contact me trying to get information to tie them back to the land. Then I've done work with, like, some of the oil and gas companies because mm-hmm. when you see me, I know, especially with St. Landry, I know all the families, and they literally have to do almost like a genealogy work right. to see where this property came from. Mm-hmm. But when I'm around, I know just about everything within that little particular region, so it's a lot easier because I know the associated family. So I get called on a lot for prop. I mean, it... And, and I do it behind the scenes. That's not something that I okay. would I would promote because of the right. controversy that comes behind. Right, right. NDAs and all that stuff. Oh yeah. man, it's, yeah. When you're dealing with land, it, it could be it could be very very controversial. Absolutely. So let me ask you this: the term mulatto. A lot of people, well, since from being from New Orleans, a lot of people that's light skinned they have this term called mulatto, and I think mulatto is a mixture of, of Spanish, Indian, and white. I believe no African, Spanish, and White, I think European white. Uh, the term mulatto, a lot of people say that's that's like cursing somebody out. Like it's like a derogatory like term, right? And really, you know, it's kind of what I am. But <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you can look at I'll it. I'll <laughs> You can look at it that way, but you gotta understand, like um, with the culture of Louisiana being up under the Latin and French influence, mm-hmm. they were real big on terminology as far as your, your description of what you right. look like. Right, right. And to be honest with you, had they not used those descriptions, it would be almost impossible to conduct, have the research that I've conducted. Right. For example, if I'm looking at a slave record and it says mulatto or mm-hmm. quatron or any of those labels, I know that I'm dealing with somebody that's probably – of European of, of European descent okay. that's mixed with maybe African or Native American, whereas if I see Negri or Negro, I know that I'm dealing with somebody that's probably from Africa. So right. it can give me a trail, and it's very helpful to use those descriptions. But then again, when you have a culture of people, anything can be derogatory. Like, for example, my elders call me Monet, like, which would be my nigga. In Monet. English translation, but that's a term of endearment when right. you're saying that, when you're using that word. Mm-hmm. So as, as much as we think it is offensive, you know, especially with more people becoming conscious of who they are or what we try to be. Right. I ain't going to say that. You're divided by different um, tribes. Yeah, tribes, yeah. Different yeah. nations. Yeah. Like I know I have a lot of different nations, and, that, and that's the thing about I love about, you know, with Louisiana. 
they description of the people, you can literally track down exactly which tribe you come from because mm. they put that information in a colonial documentation. Right. For for example, I have Mandink ties to the Mandinkas. Okay. Documented. Then I have the Wolof tribe, the Senegalese. They have mm. all of those descriptions up in the colonial records. So when I hear people, black people say, we don't have no records on ourselves, that is a lie. You just ain't looking for You one. just don't understand what you got to go through to get to that documentation. And that's why I see a lot of people, a lot of YouTubers, I'm like, man, I wish they invite me to their show because I can really <laughs> humble them because when you don't believe something, you mm-hmm. believe any and everything, right. and you don't have enough people with knowledge that can guide you the right way, and then now your stuff be so far-fetched, it's going to make somebody, maybe that is true. You're not going to want to question it as much because it's so out of reach. And well, you know, in a sense, I think, in, in the, I don't want to cut you off, but I think right now we're in a, uh, what is it? It's bad. It's a, not a me too, <laughs> but it's more of a conscious, a conscious, unconscious state. He's like right. you, you. You could say like you like what? Oh, I forgot what they call them. Uh, the woke ones. The woke. The woke. They call them woke. They the woke. They they just woke. They use the they term like Aboriginal. Them. Right. They just you hear them say Aboriginal a lot. Oh, Aboriginal. Mm-hmm. I've heard. Okay. Is that what the woke people are? Believe it or not. <laughs> See, you know, a lot of times I don't just go around saying, "Hey, I do genealogy. I do this and that," because I like to get the feedback to see what people are on, like. Like I need to know. I done had some people that they came to my house with mm-hmm. a group of people, didn't even pay attention to all the paintings and the different documents that I got and tried to basically wake everybody up. Right, 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 right. Mm. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be real interesting. <laughs> it's I, about to get I, good. I'm going to let you entertain everybody, <laughs> but let me tell you where you come from. Right. And I'm going to show you what documentation that you don't have. Because when you was explaining your little stories to everybody, I didn't see you yeah, pull up no story. documentation. Right. And and it's interesting because a lot of those people, when I look at the birth certificate, mm. you don't have your daddy on there. Then mm. I look at your grandma, she don't have her daddy on there. Y'all got y'all great-grandmother last name. What about the other people? Right. But you trying to feed people knowledge beyond the errors which are very important which shows us where we get our cultural identity for that's relatable to us now, you want to go all the way back to 200. Right, right. And we don't know how true that information is. Right, that was, yeah. My my thing is I want to know what my grandparents' era, what my great-grandparents, great-great, things that are closest to us. Because those are the fresh documents. But when you go a thousand years, that ain't really affecting us like as much as we believe. Right, because it's so far back, we don't know where we were. We were just taught a certain thing. So I would like to focus on a particular era to which we get the culture most of our identity of today. So let me ask you this: I know you, uh, like you said, you stated that you you deal with a lot of people, you deal with uh, a lot of families. So if a family dis- disagree with you, say if it's a all white family and they like white, they like Donald Trump white, they look. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Well, somebody is uh, they have that in their blood, but they don't accept it. How would you like? How would you illustrate that to them? DNA don't lie. <laughs> right. right. Like what they say, DNA don't lie. <laughs> Look, I don't even cope with those emotional people. Like okay. That. Right. So I come factual. 
you know, when you anytime you're dealing with something like that, I stick to the facts. Okay. And ignore the emotions. And you know, you have to be that spot on because what's so bad about you being of African descent? And see, believe it or not, I have people in my family, you wouldn't know what they are. And a lot of them didn't know what they were mm-hmm. because they live with families that have probably lived as white. Right. Notice I say lived as white and not pass white. Gotcha. Because sometimes you have generations of people to where you get people that may have an ancestor that was an African slave that have children with a Frenchman. The way that they did this was systematic almost. Right. So this plantation owner is going to hook up with the other plantation plantation owner. And you have these people. And then three generations later, you almost have some white-looking family members, but they are going to be called Jean de Colalib of the free people of color. Okay. But because we can track down that black ancestor or African ancestor, they are not going to be considered white. But if you look at them, they're white. White, right. But they just documented as people of color, but the appearance. So they have a lot of people really in this world that are like that. And these DNA tests is exposing that, and more and more people are coming around. Right. I, and I hate to sound <laughs> like a, like an old Southerner. Right, right. But I wouldn't go, you know, bother you those crazy? people. I, I wasn't going to stay in my place, right. you know. Like, right, right. Because I know they probably don't know. And could you imagine me knowing that you come from free people of color that were almost at the mercy of getting killed, and then I go look at some of their descendants and go look at the political views. Oh, yeah. And they're excited about things that almost took their ancestors right. out. They literally became their oppressors because of the lack of knowledge. Well, see, then that's when you have to realize what people have to learn the history that Louisiana used to be blue and how all of that, all that flip flop. And see, people don't know those things. And so when you try to educate them on it, they're looking like, nah, uh, huh. And when it comes to that, this is this is very, you know, a lot of people don't want to talk about it. But a lot of my black family, they be politicking as Democrats, <laughs> but resourcefully, they Republicans. Oh, absolutely. You know, behind the scenes. You got to do what you got to do. <laughs> they Republicans. And a lot of people escape that because you know? then they get that title. Shout out to Republicans in the building. Shout out to the Republicans. They don't call them Republicans. Now, see, anytime somebody <laughs> talk about the whole reparations, I'm like, whew. You ain't going to get what you think. No. I'm going to be doing this. They're going to be giving me the money. I'm going to be giving it back to them because the way – I got you. If they break it down like they're supposed to. Yeah, because a lot of people don't realize how many people of color own slaves. Right. Like Whitney Gilbert, the whole episode on right. A Different World, when she was, because she found out her granddad owned slaves. Because it happened, though. But this is the thing about it. Man, this is, like, this, this, is, this is the first Talk time. Talk about it. Talk I, about <laughs> it. Educate the people. Now, this is interesting. Now, my research is so deep, I have literally... Watch what happens when families come from these prominent free people of color who had the resources. Believe it or not, I'm looking at the records, and I'm like, after slavery, they didn't marry their slaves. Mm, Okay. So you go down to the next generation, they didn't marry them. And I'm literally pulling the World War I draft cards, World War II. They working for the same families that once owned them. And you would think, 
if I'm working on a plantation, I can't. How come I can't marry so and so daughter? Hmm. But see, people don't know that, right? And then guess who those people who had those resources? They running the cities right now. So look, it's saying that. So you you put you put something in my head right just now, because mm. the thing is this, I think. Oh, oh, this is something deep right now. I'm about, <laughs> oh, I got a Lord. thought. He I got a thought. Get deep to, because think about it. Think about it. You just said that, and that made sense to present day. We talk about no such thing as racism is about classism now, right? It's Nobody don't like to talk about that. It's been classism, but we've been distracted by <laughs> Thank the you. term racism. Thank you. Mm. They talk to the elders. They know. They not, they not talk about no looks. They talk about money. Property. That's right. Right. But see, people classism. don't think that. They don't. They. They. they that makes sense. They like with my family, for example. That's why I say it was almost meant for me to come from the people that I come from because I come from the people that was in the slave quarters, the people that was in the big house, the people that owned the house. Mm-hmm. Come on. And the neighbors. Different So I'm coming yeah. from. I can give you a perspective of everything versus if I have one of my white family members. They ain't going to know who those Negroes was listed in those records. Right. But because I come from those Negroes in the records and the plantation owner, and I I get to know everything. Mm-hmm. Everything becomes important to me because you ain't going to know the Negroes on the plantation if you don't know the plantation owner. Correct. Mm. So Correct. you can't just do genealogy. Oh, I'm going to just do genealogy on my black side. How no. is that possible? Make that make right. sense. It, it don't make, make sense. that make sense because you wouldn't have a black side <laughs> without that other side. And that's exactly why my work has become what it's become. I have everybody in my family following me. It's not just the black family members. Mm-hmm. I have a diverse group of people, old and young, because how I conduct my genealogy, I don't exclude anybody. Right. The rich, the poor, I can go anywhere, you know, and, it, and that's the beauty of why I love the fact that it's important to go back into your history so you can really see, okay, I want to see what really went on. Okay. And I kept getting deeper and getting deeper. Like half the time, I don't even, I can't even really have a conversation with the average person because I'm constantly thinking about the things that I know. And I'm like, man, if I speak, they're going, I'm a, how can I interpret what's going on in my head to them to where I'm not offending yeah. what they right. don't know? Yeah. Got you. And sometimes they may become so frustrated because it's just like a religious belief. People mm. don't like to see it. Racism is just like a religious belief. You got to believe in the color. Where's the Creole? See, a lot of people, I really have to educate people and break it down when they say Creole. When I, when I think of Creole, no, we're not talking about a certain looking type of people. Right. And that's not, what they think. And that's yeah. and that's the misconception what's going on right. with a lot of New Orleans. Like when I go to New Orleans I'm Creole, I'm light skinned, seven four, I'm on the seven war. From the seven war, yeah. I don't understand how Gentile. Shout out to Gentile. I, I don't understand how come New Orleans is is so known for this Creole, but when I go to the stores, I say come on say they looking at me. No, indeed. They can't talk to you. But when I right. go to places like my mood, oh, you better know. You better be ready for everything else. <laughs> right, right. But what I've realized in New Orleans, it has such a bad reputation because of the way some of the families were very classes. Mm. They looked at the skin color a certain way. Right. And yeah. when you go to different areas, like in southwest Louisiana, 
man, it's so mixed up. You have so many different mixtures. They didn't care because guess what? You had people <laughs> that was African descent right. that was free people of color that had more property than the people that were fair. That is true. The, oh, well, um, I'm going to use the correct terminology. There were darker or lighter. I don't want to say fair-skinned because... Yeah. Why is it fair? Yeah, exactly. It makes because, it unfair right. if it's not light. You know, my cousin had to school me on that, and it's like he made me realize, he said, you know, you don't realize how programmed you are until you start to really break down everything right. that you're saying. The words like you how y'all use the good hair, the bad hair, like right. what makes right. it good hair, what makes it but bad hair. But when did that, because a lot of those people in those areas... It was a choice. It was to all be about education. Sharecropper or to go to school. Right. And a lot of males and things like that didn't have a choice. They had to stay at home and work the land. They did not go to school. And not being funny, but like Adam say, I mean, you got people this color dark can't speak English. They speak nothing but French, and it'll throw you off because mm-hmm. you'll be like, right. what now? Because you know, I've been around, like I say, family members in that like area, Evangeline and passed. they all get to talking. Right. You're going to speak in Somebody translate something. That was a culture shock for me. Like, <laughs> when I first started going to Evangeline Parish, like, yeah. places like Mamu, it blew my mind. Right. Because I'm like, wait a minute. It's like I literally jumped into a time machine <laughs> and went back because they all were speaking French, but it they were black people. So, but it sounds so... And... Uh, it's foreign. Regal, but it's not, but but yeah. to hear them speak, we have, it's not broken. Right. It's not like broken. Right. It's, it's, it's like, French. Like it's, it's French. It's proper. It's yeah. not Creole. It's, it's actually French. Right. French. French. Right. Yeah. And a lot of people don't realize that they have different dialects. For example, you go towards like Saint Martinville, mm-hmm. they speak Creole. Or mm-hmm. uh, just just how they pronounce their dead people. Like I noticed when I um when I was in the Leonville Prairie Lerone area, they refer to the dead people as Polari. Or pull this person. Okay. Mm-hmm. But when I go to Evangelist parents, they say they find me. They find me. Like they they say it. Like I mean, like what do you call money, Legion? <laughs> right. But you know, just different areas they speak different dialects of French. In some New know, Orleans, they say beaucoup. <laughs> yeah. But I'm just saying that's French though. Beaucoup in French is a lot. But that's like broken. Beaucoup. Beaucoup is French. The way French. they say Mer- the way they say it, means, hey, I'm about to speak French on the show. You know? I ain't so, ready for that. <laughs> Shout out to the so French. Then, like said, Shout out to the niggas that speak French. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> you stupid. But that's true, though, with New Orleans, right. Buku. Yeah. yeah. Got Buku over there. They, they got Buku. Who is they and what they got Buku of? Let's talk about that. Because even my parents aren't short. My mom is about 5'9", 5'10". My daddy. Shout out to daddy. How tall but are you? I'm almost 6'1". You the milkman baby. I mean, but, <laughs> but, but this is the funny part. My granddaddy had a brother that was like 6'4". So me and all of my siblings are tall. Right. And so it's like, where y'all get this height from? But see, because that's when Casey came home. They had that. And he was like, mama, he was like, my son is going through this whole phase. He was like, mama, can I marry you like daddy? No, you cannot marry me. He was like, well, who am I going to marry? I said, you can marry somebody else. And his question was, will she have brown skin like me? If you're going to bring her home to your mama, she will. Don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that because now you're teaching him hate. Oh, no, I'm not teaching him hate, but I'm going to arrange his marriage because the way this world is, he gonna, his marriage is going to be arranged, whatever. But uh, I ain't say what kind of brown skin. Right, right, skin I got just you. need to be brown. Latino, Mexican. I, hey, he got plenty of them here. It just need to be brown. <laughs> but... <laughs> right. Oh, so to all the Mexicans taking over. <laughs> hey. That is so politically incorrect. 
Right. <laughs> but a nine nine in the two thousand. <laughs> this tequila didn't kick in. I love y'all. I love y'all Mexicans, by the way. Don't look. Stop don't saying put, that. Latinos. Look. Don't <laughs> don't look, don't don't do that. All right. So, so you look. only love the men? No, I ain't say that. See, look, we going somewhere else with this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) So, look. So, Alex, you brought some stuff here. So, I see you have an ancestry DNA type deal here. Uh, Could you explain, like, what's going on with the board? So, basically, the middle part is the nucleus. Okay. Mm. So, that picture that's kind of in the middle, that's my great-grandfather. He started it. That's the one who started started me to look. Papa kicked it off. Alice LaFleur, right? Okay. And so if you look down below, mm-hmm. that's to prove that I am a descendant of the family that I'm saying I'm from because that's the DNA matches that's going all the way down to the individual that's at the bottom. Yolanda Donette. Right. And then you go Donato. down to Martin Donata. Donata, okay. Who was a free man of color, My last sister's a Donato. She in Baton Rouge. Really? Shout out to, hmm. That might be Ken. No, Tasha. we are kin. Because every if your name Donato, we related because that Tasha, I got your cousin, to, girl. Supposed to be Bello, but we took the daddy first name and made it the last name. Okay. So that's hmm. a common thing in Louisiana. So well. they took the the like person's we, first name and they made it the last name. So how did mm, what do you I mean when you. they took it? How do you choose it? Like when you're filling out paperwork? So what? basically, that's just like with slaves. Like, for example, I feel sorry for people who changed their name because they feel like they got it from the, slave master. the white man. Right, right, I got Hamilton. you. Now, when they did that, me doing research, from yourself. you did. For mm. example, like Robert and I, we come, we defend from a guy by the name of Tom Boer, which was French. When you get to the Anglos, the name went to Tom, then it went to Thomas. Thomas, yeah. Mm. So, He's he's he actually has his ancestor name as his last name. He didn't get it from the Anglo's. He got it directly. Oh, that's right. From his ancestor, his name would have been Tom Boy, but to everything had to be Americanized, so it switched to Thomas. Got you. So that's why you have so mm. many different sets. See, of when Thomas. you think about that stuff, it makes so much sense because you got like a Utz chip, but my aunt, my dad's sister. My uncle James, my late uncle James, his last name was Oots, O U T T Z. That's not African, right? You know right, what I'm saying? Right. That's a lot. That's like a German type. That's Oots. Oots. Yeah. Got a Oots chips, but it's Oots. Oots is the name. That's why I don't recommend nobody. I mean, it aggravates me that I got college professors in my family that then change their name to Muslim names, but I'm like, you mm-hmm. messed up, right? Because guess what? We're going to be looking for Shabazz, but that ain't the last name. You so now, know your name, Johnson. And, and then what's interesting, like when, when, when it comes to the genealogy and the culture, it can, it, can, it can cause issues because I am so fortunate that I saw this man picture before I started to look at the different documentaries. That's the first picture you saw? Right. That was the first time I ever looked at anything historical with my family because I was then exposed to different things after that they didn't change my perception about my people. So one thing I noticed, DNA ties to Donato. It's an extra T as it went along. Right. They wanted to try to be all fancy like Donato. Oh, like when you put the right. accent mark. <laughs> but it's, it, it, it's one T, but they put the two T's. But, but we all the same family. So that letter, okay. so that letter, that the letters that you have there, are they the signatures of the families 
of each if of the Donatos or what are those those letters right there in the, in the cursive? You see I on see, the left side. Yes, yeah, I see. You say marriage to Louise. Did that come out of oh, a that's novel? The, yeah, that, no, that's the actual ma- that's the actual marriage record. Oh, okay, marriage to but, but but do you get a lot of information from Bibles? Because you know back then yeah, you, they yeah. used to literally put all that marriage stuff and birth right. and all. Because yeah. Bibles still come with those oh, pages. Yeah. People don't fill them out anymore right. like they used right. to. Right? Yeah, a, a lot of because uh, my mom owns a lot of Bibles, family Bibles, family yes. Bibles. Because she was like, that's the only way you gonna know what happened. Right. That's your record. That's yeah. your medical record. The right. Bible. So you can have that. And especially when you're dealing with Southwest Louisiana, the Catholics were meticulous with keeping yes. documentation right. of everything. Right. So that's why we have a chance to get a glimpse at history that can go into depth versus you go somewhere else outside of Louisiana. Or you can even just go up north Louisiana. If they don't have no Catholic church around, it's going to be kind of hard because the Protestants really didn't believe in documenting like everything in life, like right. how the Catholics were real mm-hmm. big the Catholic Church was always big with genealogy. So, what about the picture that's in the frame right there with the uh, the light skinned fellow? Yeah, that's Martin Donata. That's with the that's, right. That's that's Martin Donata. Okay, so that's the the daddy. Right, that's the daddy. So now the the, uh, the painting with the black lady finger waves in the, the bed and the sick lady in the uh, in the oh, bed. Yeah. So with my work, what I'm doing because the work is in French. I want to show you what's going on in the So you painted that? I, I, I wish I could. Um, shout out to my cousin, Mar Haggood, who painted that. Okay. I've been having different relatives. They donate. And what I do, I turn the documentation into illustration. Ah, mm. makes sense. Makes sense. Because when you look at I'm pretty sure as they looking through them records, that's, most of that is in French. So a lot of people don't know how to read French. Mm-hmm. So you can look at a, um, that so you tell me what you th- what you think is going on without me telling you. What you so think? I see a priest in the back, and I see a black lady. She's she's the maid. She's the uh, not uh, what's the woman the people that you call the that have the babies? Maid. The, not the maid, the, but the, the nurse maid. The house housemaid. Is she it was the housemaid? The, like it wasn't a nanny at the time. But it was the nurse maid. She was the keeper. Of, she kept the baby. The midwife. You midwife. Midwife. Yeah. midwife. That's what it is. She's the that midwife. That lady is not having a baby. She's no, dying. no. I'm saying, she but she old. also was the. The housekeeper, and she also was the part of the burial of those black kids from the slave master. Oh, you good. <laughs> I'm telling you. And then the guy right there is sitting down with the glasses. He's probably writing everything he'll wheel up. There you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So she did a good job. That's exactly what's going on. Yeah. I know how I went. So the reason why this is. <laughs> Stop. That's exactly what's going on. And, yeah. I, and then there's more illustrations on the back. Like you see, they have another painting in the back. With the guy with the top hat, and he probably was the father. Is that is he in the picture, or is he just? Oh, he probably the, the daddy that probably don't want to see what's going on, or the husband. That's our son. Oh, you see, they got a. If you look at the bed, they got a guy look like he in an army outfit. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's his daddy. He right. was over the Opelousas post during the American Re- Revolution period. Mm. So I got that painting in there to kind of illustrate, you know, just some. A little history, but that's exactly what's going on. Martin Donata, he was sick, and he was given his last will and testament that would liberate the woman that's on the bed, Julie. Right. And those children yeah. in the background, as well as some of his other family members that were on the plantation, which I descend from. So that's why I say I have a, a complicated connection to that particular individual because 
my black ancestor owned my black ancestors. Right. Mm. But at the same time, when you think about that and you don't go into depth, you would have somebody using it as an argument. Oh, but black people own black people as well. Because right, right. that's significant what you said. He liberated her those children and other people, but he didn't liberate the whole plantation. Exactly. So she took over, and there's still people out there who stay in the field. Correct. And she moved her and her children, whoever else, into the house, but there were still those who had to stay she's there a, and basically, work for her. You know what? In, in layman terms, she's basically the CEO of the company now. Right. Now I'm the CEO. Right. I'm the HNIC. Right. She's the VP. And, 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 and now she's in another it. economic class. Oh, yeah. Right. Like, And then what's interesting about that, because... Mind you, Martin Donato was born in 1756. She was born in, like, maybe 1813. So she was real young. So her children now become heirs. Hmm. They got the closer money versus his defendants. You got to go through bam, 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 bam. This guy was a multimillionaire during that particular period. So the money that Julie and her defendants got was relatively close, and it was a, a, significant, a significant amount of money mm-hmm. to where these people became the pillar of the black community right. in Opelousas because they had the resources. Now, if we would, ex- if Southwest Louisiana was to erase Martin Donata, if he never exists, half of the black companies and the black mm-hmm. politicians and basically some of your elite-level black Business owners, politicians, entrepreneurs in this whole area, including Houston, wouldn't exist. Wouldn't exist. Mm. So a lot of people don't understand it. And then I got records of slaves borrowing money from Martin Donata to get liberated. Mm. But when you get somebody that's telling my ancestor story, they ain't gonna give you all the facts to let you know that he it's just good, wasn't bad, a slave owner. You had to think about it this way: either you gonna watch the game or get in the game. That's right. That's how it was. And that's why I tell people you got to look at history for what it was. Of course, people are going to be emotional because that ain't the only right. free black slave owner I it's descend a lot. from. I descend from another Do you another give one. that disclaimer when you start working with people? Do you tell them they have to, like, check their emotions? Do you, What is your pep talk that you give? Because this can be tough for a lot of people. Do you give a pep talk? Do you prepare them for what you may be re- about to tell them? What you just said, I basically tell them that. And after that, if they too emotional... It is what it is. I have relatives. Once again, most people don't believe their own family history first. Right. Because they don't know it. Right. And then when Cousin Alex come around, they got a dashiki, something that's, I don't even know where that culture comes from. Extreme. Because I don't see that in Africa either. Right. Dashikis and all of that, that's that's American. That's American. It probably have the colors. But even when you talk about, I mean, just real quick, just to say cultures and subcultures, because when you go into these situations of how you say she was there in the picture and those were her children and this was happening and that was happening, because even culturally now when you have kids who grew up thinking the person they thought was their mama was really their grandmother because the mama who they, the person they thought was the sister is really the, you know, when those things trickle down like that for whatever reason, because it may have been some incest or abuse or whatever was happening, then what do you get that? Do you get those types of situations? Oh. And then you have to give them that the person you thought was your uncle is really your daddy. And oh. I make a joke about uncle daddy, but I know it really does happen. Oh, it happens more than often. Like, you realize the stuff that's going on today, could you imagine before you had social media, what was going on? They don't talk now, about it. Now, now, an example. This man 
got some of the most prominent black defendants in the country right now. I'm talking about across the board. Like, we watch sports. We know Aaron Magruder. We make, like, you, it was ironic that you said that. Like, all of these people come from that man, and look at these defendants. They don't even know this man. Like, the person who owned the Spurs before they went, when they was the Dallas Copperers before they went to San Antonio, is seeing from that man. Mm. Like this man has his descendants, the reach of his descendants is like, mm. I can't believe it. And to protect some of his descendants because of their political stance and right. their notoriety, I wouldn't mention right, who right. they are, but you would be surprised right. who's running the state of Texas that's actually a descendant of this man. Why? How come they don't have a movie about him yet? Well, they might. They might. They're gonna hear this, and they, look, it's gonna happen. Hey, and then one thing I learned: <laughs> my name all over the internet. You, you, you write Donata. You, you can't do a Donata story without me. That's right. That's right. Like, I'm gonna mention something off record. Uh, uh, <laughs> now we off the record. We off the record. Off the record. You want me to turn the cameras off and turn it back no, on? No, no, no. I'm talking about after this. Okay, I got you. Other stuff that I do. Know, I got you. I know way more than what people what I actually put out there. Okay. For that reason, because I. It's certain entertainers that then. Alex I, don't I, have I, no hits being put on me. I got a young child hey, look, now. Yeah. Look, Alex, let me ask you this because we could go forever and forever on this, and we gonna. It's gotta be a part two to this. Man, right. Alex it, gonna it, do mental health. It gotta health. be a part two because we I mean, we talking about uh, right. this thing. It goes. It could be a four hour conversation. Right. Right. But my thing is. I want to highlight you, and I want people to reach out to you because I'm pretty sure a lot of people are in dire need of who they are and where they come from. So I want to I want to ask you where could the people find you uh, if they want to uh, get their information out there? Uh, you know, they want to get their genealogy out there. They want to know who they come from, where they come from, why they I come have, from. I have I'm on social media, um, Instagram. It's Creole Alex. Okay. And then you Not got Creole. Alex Genealogy. Huh. Okay. And then on Facebook, it's Alex Genealogy. Okay. Okay. So that's it. That's it. Reach you, DM, put you, hit you in the DM like that. Say that one more time. Not it's Creole it. Alex. At Creole Alex on Instagram. Okay. Um, Alex Genealogy. That's my new Instagram. Okay. And Facebook, Facebook.com slash Alex Genealogy. Okay. G-E-N-E-A-L-O-G-Y. That's right. You know, some Please of us can't spell, spell it, you know people. what I'm saying? You can't spell it sometimes. Please spell it for the guinea pigs. <laughs> right. Look, we're not saying that you can't spell. We're just saying we just have a hard time understanding. That's they, all. They like is. to put that extra O there. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, look, man, look. This right here has been an awesome episode. We got to bring Alice back because the thing is, we have to know where we come from to get what we need to get. You dig what I'm saying? So i like to appreciate Alex for coming on the show, man. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, next week going to be an awesome show. Also, make sure that if you want to hit us up, hit us up in the DM. If you want to hit Alex up, hit him up in the DM because he's going to have some information for you. If you think you're from Africa, hit him up. If you think you're from European, Europe, hit him up. If you think you're from Spain, hit him up. He's the guy that's for you right here. And you're located where? Beaumont, Texas. Beaumont. He right there. Beaumont. Beaumont. Right there at uh, Port Arthur, by, on the side over there by the uh, Waffle House. No, yeah, no, no. Side of <laughs> <laughs> nah. But, uh, guys, this is the uh, Coast of the Sink Podcast. This is your boy, DJ KO. K-Jack is back in the building. She's back temporarily. This she be back. I don't know. But, anyway, I'm glad you're back. But, anyway, uh, glad you guys tuned in, guys. I appreciate it. I love you guys. Peace you out. don't even know them people.